11 minutes past three here on 5AA. Uh, I've got Abbott George Burke on the line. Welcome to the program. Oh, very glad to be here, Bianca. How are you doing today? Very good, thank you. Now, you're the founder and director of the Light of the Spirit Monastery in Cedar Crest, New Mexico, United States. Yep. What's the time there? It is 9.41 in the morning. Oh. Now, can you just start off, Abbot George, by talking to us about the symbolism of Christmas and its universal message? Yes. Um, it's important to know because, you know, there was a very great uh, mystic theologian in the Middle Ages named Meister Eckhart, and he got in big trouble because one time at Christmas in his sermon, he said, today we celebrate the birth of Christ, but if Christ isn't born in me, what good is it? And... <laughs> Even though he got in trouble, he was speaking the truth. And uh, it's interesting to look at the symbolism of great teachers in the world, not just Jesus. We, we see that these people don't come into the world for ordinary purpose the way we do. And so we can study their lives and we can see spiritual principles in them. It's important to realize Jesus was born in a cave and he resurrected in a cave. But we're used to a nativity set seeing a little, you know, kind of a stable. And that represents the innermost depths of every individual. It's our heart that the real birth of Christ, and therefore the real Christmas, has got to be uh, deep inside us. And I think that's extremely important. So every, um, everyone has... Um that light and um, I, I don't know what words to put to it, but everyone's got that light uh, in them of that yes. that oneness, that connection, as, as we always hear amongst different uh, spiritual leaders and teachings and different authors talk about it, that every human being is connected and we all experience very similar things in our lives. I mean, we have a different life path, but generally as humans, we, we, we all feel the same things, same emotions and experiences. That come with those yes, emotions. you know, Mark Twain, our famous author, said you can understand any human being in the world if you understand yourself. Because what makes us different in personalities is there's all kinds of ingredients or elements in the personality, but we all have them in common. But in some people, one part is stronger than the other. And that's, uh, that's really so. You know, uh, Jesus was also um, not given a normal place to be born because there was. they said there's no room here, there's no room here. And an individual needs to think, is there room in my heart for the world? Is there room in my heart for other people? You know, we often want governments to do it or we want some kind of uh, big association to do it. Uh, when it's us. Uh, some years back, I was at a human unity conference in Hawaii, and I was one of the last speakers, and I said, you know, all this week I've heard people say, why don't they do something about it? Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard a single person say, when I go back home, what can I do about it? 
And, and that's very important because one person changes the world. Buddha changed the world. Jesus changed the world. One person, and also negative people, one person uh, has changed the world. But one person has that power. So every person has that power. Every person. Every person's got it. And in fact, I'd like to tell you an interesting story. I knew one of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's disciples. You know, he was the great yogi who came to America in 1920. And uh, she said one time he told her, look, we're going to go to the Hollywood Bowl. And she was surprised because, you know, especially in the evening, you like to stay and be quiet. But anyway, he took about half a dozen of, uh, of the residents of his ashram and they went to the Hollywood Bowl. And as they were coming into the bowl, every person was given a little birthday candle, you know, the really tiny little short thin candles that used to be the vote, and a match. So they went in, they sat down, and when the program was about ready to begin, someone came out and said, you know, today is the birthday of the Hollywood Bowl. And so we want every one of you to strike your match and light your candles and hold them up high in memory of this birthday. Everybody did. And since it was filled, she said it was incredibly bright because they turned off all the lights and there was just the light of these candles, but so many of them and held up on high that it lit up the whole place. And then when the people blew out the candles, sat down, the lights came on, Yogananda said, all right, let's go home. That's what I wanted you to see. <laughs> and, but, you know, there's a song that says, if everyone lit just one little candle, what a bright place this world would be. And he said, this is what you need to do. You light your candle and encourage other people to light their candle. I, 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 it sounds so simple. But uh, atomic energy is simple, too. E equals MC squared. But look what's happened to the world because of it. Gee, yeah, but George, you always say some such such profound things. That's why I love talking to you. Gee, it's incredible. And that's right. It's good to remind ourselves that each individual has their own um talent and that's why you know obviously everyone is born for a reason and has their own talent and gifts to offer the world and there's only one person that's like that each person there's only one of them and th and that's the beauty in each individual they have gifts that no one else has yes and each one of us is in a unique situation in life uh i had an aunt that loved children and children loved her we lived in a very little town 450 people and every so often, it was always boys instead of girls, but uh, boys would kind of get in trouble and they'd get a reputation around town that, oh, they're not any good, uh, maybe they'll end up in jail and so on. And Aunt Faye would talk to me and she'd say, you know, I've been hearing this talk about such and such a boy and I've really got to, uh, I've really got to go talk to him. I mean, she wouldn't even know these people personally. And I remember one time we were down at a little town square, and she said, oh, look, there's such and such. I don't remember his name now. Look, you go on, just do what you want to do. I, I've got to talk to him. So she went over across the street, and I saw her stop, and she spoke to him. 
And they went and they walked in an alleyway. So I went on about things. And then when I saw her a couple of hours later, she said, you know, I think everything's going to be all right. Because I talked to him and I told him that I knew there were people who said that he was bad. But that I wanted him to know that I could tell he was good. And I believed in him. And we had a really good talk. And he promised me he'll come to me if he ever has any troubles. And, you know, that little boy never got in trouble from then on. Grew up to be a very responsible man. And there were several people in that town that my aunt just saying, I believe in you, Mm. had changed. And that we can each one do it. We're too easy to shrug people off. Can I give a good example from the Lord of the Rings, you know, which, of course, is so popular? I need to go to a break. Abbot George, would you mind holding? Okay, Gollum and I will wait. Sure, thank you. Three twenty-three here at Five Double Eight. Abbot George, welcome back. You were telling a story. Yes, you may remember. There's a time where Gollum and uh, is accompanying Sam and Frodo, and uh, Frodo feels sorry for Gollum. Sam does not. And there's one point where. Both Frodo and Sam are asleep, and Gollum is just sitting there looking at Frodo, and it's been ages since everyone's been, anyone's been, all decent to him. And he sits there, and he has this sort of talk back, talking back and forth between sort of uh, the good part of him and the bad part of him, and at one point, he starts to reach out to just to just touch Frodo. And Sam wakes up and says, what are you doing, you sneak? And this is the final thing that pushes Gollum completely over the edge. And that's the end. The, the hope is ended for him. He had almost managed to reach out, recognize the reality of another person. And Sam's words ruined at all we need to think about that this is also the power of the individual so we have power for great help and we have power for great harm but we tend to we say talk is cheap but it isn't Mm. it's a it's a gift of god and just a simple phrase uh uh, the university i went to there was uh, a teacher there that said that uh, one time a young woman walked up to her and said, you know, Miss Vincent, I owe you my life. And she said, really? And she said, yes, I felt everything was hopeless. I decided to commit suicide. I put my head in the oven and turned on the gas. And suddenly I remembered something you had said in class. And I realized no, I can live. I can go on. And so she said, I turned off the gas, and uh, I decided the next time I'd be anywhere where you were, I would thank you for it. And I want to say thank you. I owe you my life. Now think of that, Bianca. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Words are very powerful. Yeah. And therefore, we have that ability in us, and we can do it. 
And and people do change. I knew a woman that nobody liked. She didn't have a friend in the world. She was mean, spiteful, hateful person. No one would ever have a party, though, and not invite her because they were terrified of her just malicious ways. And then somebody just started treating her like she was good. I mean, I know this This is personally known to me. This is not just a story. And uh, in later times, people used to say, we cannot believe in the change that came over this woman. And that was, in fact, actually, there was somebody who was, she was trying to make trouble for her. In fact, she was really, (laughs) she had a really uh, barbed tongue, and she was starting to carry on. And that person went over and hugged her and said, I know it's all right, and I understand. You suffer. You feel pain. Mm -hmm. But I'm your friend. And that was the beginning of a great turnaround. In fact, there was one person that didn't like her, and she hadn't liked them. And then uh, just a day or two before she passed on, when she was quite elderly, uh, he had thought, oh, I should go visit her, even though we never got along. And uh, they went, they talked, and as he was ready to go, she said to him, honey, I love you. And he said, I was so stunned I couldn't answer back or hardly <laughs> or hardly move for a while. He said, I never thought I'd hear those words from her. But uh, there it was. Therefore few little words can do everything. I mean, that's the power we all have. Yes. One of our problems is we expect other people to have the power and other people to use it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can do it. That's what uh, Christ, uh, Christmas is all about. It's about the, a revelation to humanity of what is inside every person and what can be accomplished by every person. This is a real gospel. This is the real good news. St. Paul said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And there really isn't any other hope for the world. And I think the- that you just uh, raised a really important point that, that having that element of understanding and people that, you know, perhaps uh, aren't very popular and have, you know, certain issues that they just put out to sort of negativity and just the message in that story that, you know, everyone wants understanding and when that person was shown uh, unconditional love and uh, someone believed in them, that uh, their goodness emerged. So obviously people want to be understood, people want to be heard, you know, everyone has a story, everyone is the way they are for a reason and that's no excuse to do um, uh, behave poorly but obviously that person's learning, they're going through something and to have that understanding and then they emerged out of that. So there's a good message there that people yes. need to understand others also and not judge because we don't know what someone's going through. We don't know their journey. It's easy for us to say, well, that's I wouldn't do that. Why are they doing that? They're not, they're this or that. But really we can't, we can't judge. No, and one thing we must not do is lump a whole lot of people together. I mean, I... I, I was a war baby, that's a World War II baby, and, you know, I've gone through uh, growing up 
whenever there was a war with a certain group of people, well, they were all no good. They were bad. They were terrible. And uh, this, is, this is so foolish. Right now, the world is really in fear and suffering because of the problem of these people. They're going around with their bombs and all their mm. threats. I was just, you know, listening to it there on the news right there on your radio station. And uh, the thing is, I have had marvelous, marvelous Muslim friends, good, loving, such decent people. Yes. Why, do you know, Bianca, one time I went overland uh, to India, and we, I came, we came to the Pakistani border just as uh, they had closed down, and the people were, were coming back. There were about six people there that sort of manned the, the, the border the border there. And uh, we came, we said, we uh, cross over, and they said, we're sorry, we're closed down. But don't worry. You just come home and stay the night with us. And then first thing tomorrow morning, yeah, you can go on. You, and and we did. And so these people took us into their home. There were four of us, by the way. And we had a wonderful talk. And, for example, there was all this talk, news about India versus Pakistan. And they said, listen, we don't, we don't hate the people of India. And the people of India don't really hate us. They said a lot of it is just politicians making, making moves for power. And, and so it was. And, uh, again, uh, it's so easy to forget. And you say, oh, look at how they're dressed. Oh, my gosh, look at that woman. She's got the big covering on her head. And that's no threat to you or I. Mm. It's what's in their heart that can be the threat, mm. and they do have a heart. So it, that that's something we really, really need to understand. Mm. That naturally, this is. A, I mean, I remember being in Germany, and there was uh, actually a, a professor of music there who was being very helpful to me, and I said, you know, I'd like to tell you something. Uh, in America, we don't believe that German people are monsters. We know there was a terrible thing where you all suffered so much from really negative people. But we know, and I'm telling you, you can't imagine uh, the relief that he expressed. You know, he was a very honorable man. He'd never been involved in the war and so on, although he was an adult at the time. And, and this is really true. You know, we tend to to or get this view of people and 30 years later, we're still holding it. Mm. And it isn't so. Yeah. And we deprive ourselves of an appreciation for people because we're too busy trying to put a label on them mm. and not see who they really are. I, I'm very, very serious about that. I've seen it over and over again. I'm glad you're saying that. That's that's important for 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 us to hear. Yes, yes. You know, uh, it's interesting. When when Jesus was born, we're told that the angels sang. Actually, they didn't just speak; they sang. And uh, there's differences in translations, but. Uh, uh, very good reason to to accept the translation that says, "Glory to God in the highest, 
and on earth peace to men of good will that's what we have to work at am i a person of good will do i really have good will for other people or do i say i get along without them uh, it doesn't bother me well it's just too bad they're in trouble that way after all you know do we close the heart or do we open the heart and uh it, it's it's a it's it's all up to us it's me what do i today what can i do what can i see <laughs> i i told you i was from a little town well um in that town we all knew each other and we all liked each other i'm glad to say it was really <laughs> quite a wonderful place to live and uh we always spoke to each other so much so we even spoke to people we didn't know we just assumed well if i never met them before uh, maybe they're friends of someone I do know, and they're here visiting. So I moved to what was the big city, about 50,000 people. And uh, I was just used to it. I was only 9 or 10 years old, and I'd be walking down the street, and here would come an adult. Oftentimes, they just looked like the world was on their shoulders. And as they came up to me, I'd say, hello. And they'd look at me, and they would smile, and they would, <laughs> I could tell that, they were getting a momentary relief from this. So uh, I kept that up as my policy. I'm always going to, and my, when I'm walking in the neighborhood, I'm going to speak and say hello and smile at everybody I see. And it was interesting to see. Not one person ever had a negative reaction. Yeah. Not one person was ever grumpy. Yeah. And I could tell. It's just a little glimmer. But I've been able to put it in their heart and life. So if a little kid can figure that out, uh, as adults, we really ought to be able to figure that out. Exactly. Uh, Abbott George, you, you raised some great points. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. I hope to talk to you again. It's always a pleasure to listen to your insights and uh, you, you have a, such a, a nice way of uh, telling stories. It's, it's lovely to hear from you and thanks for calling in. Well, thank you for having me and I wish you and all your listeners a very, very blessed and holy, not just Christmas, but a whole new year, all of 2017. And your website is ocoy.org. That's it. Ocoy.org, and you can find podcasts there and lots of information there. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, okay. Robert George. Thank you so much, Bianca. I always love talking with you. Oh, thank you. You too. <laughs> So congratulations to your new station. Oh, thank you. <laughs> They're lucky to have you. Thank you, Abbott George. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.